0: Go get that pepper spray? Put your clothes on. Edward could at least respect meal times. I'm down with the kids. Oh yeah, dude, you're the bomb. You look beautiful. You're not in Phoenix anymore, Bill's. I put
1: a new can of pepper spray in your
0: bag. Uh huh.
1: I've heard that before. Bella, it's Friday night. Go out. You look old for it, yeah. isn't you. All right. Bring him in. Hello. And welcome to the very first episode of the Charlie Swan's Angels podcast. I am your host Serena and I am so freaking excited to have you all here and listening so that we can embark upon this journey together. It's going to be fantastic. Um, For this episode, I kind of just wanted to do a base interview on everything kind of go over my answers to the questions that i'd be asking guests in the future um if you don't know uh, my name is serena again i'm 23 years old i am obsessed with twilight for some reason uh 15 years after it originally came out i don't know why i can't explain that to you um it's just a thing I run the Twilight Ho Instagram page, I make YouTube videos about Twilight, I collect Twilight books. I think I have five sets of the books. The white edition, hardback, paperback, uh, the mass market paperbacks, and the tradebacks. Is that five? I think that's five. Um, I also recently read Midnight Sun. It was glorious. I fully expect to have an entire episode dedicated to that in the future. Um, But today, I kind of just wanted to go over how I got into Twilight as a young teen, how it's kind of affected me, and give you the answers to my interview questions that I'll be asking future guests um, on the podcast, because I will thankfully be able to kind of reach out into the crowd and hand select people to Come on as guests and answer some questions and chat about Twilight So let's go ahead and get right into it. The way that I was introduced to Twilight was Christmas in 2005 One of my aunts gifted me the book. I was a really interesting kid. (laughs) I enjoyed reading I think at that point I was right in the middle of reading the Harry Potter series, and I don't think that they had been finished at that point. So I was kind of just reaching and grasping for whatever literature I could get my hands on. And I think around that time I was 11, so I was a little bit out of the age range uh, for someone to have been reading Twilight, I would definitely recommend it to, you know, maybe 16, 17 year old instead of an 11 year old but here we are, it's fine I'm not that damaged from it I read the entire book in one night because fun fact I taught myself how to speed read when I was a child because I, well I'm an only child and I didn't really have very many hobbies so I taught myself to speed read and speed comprehend <laughs> so I finished the entire book in one night took it with me to school the next day, gave it to a friend, told her to read it, it took her a week, which is a much more acceptable time to take to read and comprehend a book, but came back with it, she loved it, we were immediately obsessed with everything, Uh, then I found out that it was going to be a series, and there were going to be several other books, or at least three books published and I was super excited, and then a couple years on the road, I think it was in 2007 when the news announced that there would be a movie series made about the Twilight Saga, and I remember being in class, it was English class, and it was kind of like a free period because we didn't really do anything, and I remember crying tears, like I was so excited for there to be movies made about this. So. I've been in it for the long run. I've been a Twilight fan since I was 11. I'm 23 now. Thank you to my aunt for gifting me that book. It really has kind of not necessarily changed my life, but also it absolutely probably has changed my life. Just a huge fan of Twilight. I'm a huge fan of the actors they portrayed. I'm a huge fan of the soundtracks. I'm just a big fan. And with that, with loving something so much, you become acutely aware of all of its flaws. So, I kind of just want to set this up for the entire podcast so we kind of know what's going on with my opinions on some things. There are definitely some problematic themes in Twilight, okay? And, you know, those are the fault of its author, Stephanie Meyer, whom I am so thankful for, for sharing this dream with us. Like, thank you, ma'am. Truly and honestly, we would not have Twilight without Stephanie Meyer. She is the founder, she's the founding pillar of Twilight. I'm a fan of her, but that doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to, not necessarily criticize, but I am able to see the faults and see the not so great themes and characters within the writing. mainly the uh, transgressions against the Native American community. If you don't know, I am Native American. I am from Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Uh, I am currently registered uh, to Cherokee Nation, uh, but I have Native American lines through Cherokee Nation, Choctaw Nation, and Seminole Nation. I graduated from an all Native American high school. I'm just, I'm very Native and I'm very you know, proud to be Indigenous. I'm. I'm proud to represent my community. Um, but I'm also, as a public Twilight fan, very, very adamant about you know letting everyone know that the whole thing that went down with the Quileute tribe and the wolf pack and the betrayal, just not super great. But that will be in an entire episode. <laughs> um, I plan on inviting on other Native slash Indigenous guests to kind of give their input on it also but I'm I just I'm so excited about this podcast guys you have no idea Twilight has been my obsession since I was 11 years old (laughs) so let's go ahead and get into the interview questions so these interview questions are going to be what I ask guests to kind of help conversation flow um so let's just go ahead and get into it so, I kind of already answered what my introduction to Twilight was. I was gifted the book for Christmas, and I loved it. What is my favorite book and or movie, and why? <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you already know. You already know the T, And it's New Moon for both. <laughs> uh, the book, the movie, the soundtrack, the golden tent, everything was absolutely perfect in New Moon. I mean, apart from, like, the whole werewolf beginning love trial thing. It's fine. (laughs) So, the reason the new moon is my favorite, I always kind of like to generalize this and say, well, it's because I'm a Pisces and I enjoy sad literature and sad media. And that's true. But it's also just really beautifully written, (laughs) if that makes sense. I just really enjoy a love story where there's drama and there's stakes at risk and after being comforted in Twilight thinking, I've just found my immortal boyfriend. He's perfect in every way. Statuesque, godlike, auburn hair, golden eyes. I love it. And then in the next book for it to be all taken away. So you're kind of building this character up and you get to see what it's like for, for Bella to kind of almost have everything she wants. And she thinks, you know, in the future I'll be a vampire. He promised me at prom (laughs) that eventually this will happen. To have that then stripped down, like imagine getting something that is so vitally important to you taken away. Like you think you have the entire world your whole world is mapped out and planned and then, in an instant, it's gone. I just... Chef's Kiss. It was so good. I love it. It's such a good book. And the movie adaptation, don't even get me started. The Golden Tint, the soundtrack... Not a single song on that soundtrack. Like, they, every single song was a bop. They went hard. So hard. And for what? Like, every Twilight album was a bob, but New Moon slapped way harder. For, just perfect. So the next question, what are my favorite things about Twilight? So, this is a difficult question for me to answer. (laughs) Only because there are so many things that I enjoy about it. I enjoy the love story. I enjoy that Bella gets what she wants. I also enjoy that um, Bella's personality is so, normal for a 17-18 year old. We don't have to, you know, have this massively personable heroine who's out there fighting, protecting, blah 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 the world. She just wants to be sparkly and immortal like her boyfriend. And then her best friend, who's unfathomably in love with her, falls in love with her. And it's just... You don't have to be, you don't have to have spectacular points of your personality to be worthy of spectacular love. I just, I really, I think that's my most favorite thing. Also, the soundtracks, probably. Second to, you know, the whole, you can be regular and deserving of love and get what you want. And then the soundtracks. (laughs) So the next question is, what are my least favorite things? and I kind of already touched on this, it's definitely gotta be the portrayal of the Quileute tribe, which is a real Native American tribe located in Push, Washington. Portrayal, portraying a real Native American tribe as shapeshifters, giving them animalistic qualities and kind of just not (laughs) not really doing your research on this kind of thing is my least favorite. So I would have much preferred that Mrs. Stephanie Meyer take it upon herself to create a fictional tribe like other author- authors have done, or just completely erase the Wolfpack side of Twilight. Because, this is my opinion, and I'm very vocal about it on Instagram, I'm not a big fan of Eclipse. The love triangle doesn't really change the story. So after New Moon ends, if you take out everything that's happened in Eclipse, nothing has changed. Nothing changes. Think about that. There's just an entire, like, ten-month span of this love triangle not really developing. There's, like, a newborn army attack, and had that been kind of the forefront of the novel... Without the love triangle portion attached to it, that would have been so much better. But again, my least favorite thing about it is the portrayal of Native Americans in the saga. Not great, not good. Uh, The Quileute tribe is a very real and present Native American tribe, and they are currently facing hardship as with all Native American communities in the time of COVID-19. So, The Quileate Tribe currently has a Move to Higher Ground movement. You can visit MTHG? Move to Higher Ground. MTHG.org to learn more information about their movement. Essentially, they're just located in a tsunami zone, and should a tsunami hit the coast of Washington in their area, they would lose everything. And if you know anything about Native American history, Protecting our cultural history and our current lands is very, very important. So, if you have time and you want to learn more about the real Quilliet tribe, who are not shape-shifting, shapeshifting werewolves, they are real people, a real Native American tribe, precariously located on the coast of Washington, even though it was absolutely gorgeous, they need our help right now. So, go check that out. I'll put a link in the bio. And as always, there's a link in my Instagram bio to their fundraiser as well. All right, next question is, have you ever visited Forks or the Pacific Northwest? So I have visited Forks. I have been twice, (laughs) or yes, I've been twice. Um, My father lives in Puyallup, Washington, which is kind of like a little ways away from Seattle. So I kind of have an excuse to go visit him But really, it's like, I'm gonna go drive around the Olympic Peninsula and play the Twilight albums and live my dream. (laughs) Um, So, I have visited twice. I am desperately trying and pleading with my husband (laughs) to move out there. Uh, But, so far to no avail. We are still working on that. That That is an ongoing effort. And I will continue my plight. So, the next question is am I team Edward or team Jacob? And I'm team Edward. It's Bella chose Edward. Edward's perfect for her once he kind of matures past his ridiculous teenage antics, even though I know he's stuck as a 17-year-old forever. Grow up, you've been alive for over 100 years. Like, do better, but he does. He eventually does better. Um, so I'm team Edward. But, you know, I have friends who can explain to me that they are more physically attracted to Jacob and that I understand. You can be physically attracted to someone but not emotionally attracted to them or attracted to the way that they behave. So that's the only basis that I will accept <laughs> Team Jacob fans on. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll have a Team Edward versus Team Jacob segment and I'll invite a Team Edward fan and a Team Jacob fan and we'll just kind of go from there. You know what I mean? Okay. So the next question is, who's my favorite character? And I know this is kind of cliche, it's not Bella. (laughs) My favorite character is probably Edward himself. Just because I kind of heavily relate to his character, the kind of self-loathing, brooding, you know, constant negative internal monologue type personality is exactly what I have. So reading Midnight Sun for me was kind of like reading a diary entry which yes I do. I do keep a diary and I'm sure Edward did or does whatever (laughs) so I prefer Edward I just I enjoy him Um, but second would probably be Alice because my girl has like everything going on like oh my gosh (laughs) and the next question is what is something you would add to or take away from the saga? And again, with my least favorite thing, I would just take away the whole low-triangle, Culeot tribe turning into werewolves thing. Doesn't really impact the story. You already have vampires. I'm sure you could incorporate werewolves some other way. In fact, I'm pretty sure Stephanie Meyer did insinuate in Breaking Dawn during the, like, fake fight scene thing in the book, which didn't happen, that there were, there's a difference between shapeshifters and werewolves. So we could have just had werewolves the entire time. Regardless, it's fine. That's what I would change. That's what I would get rid of. Um, so yeah. So those are my answers to the questions, my interview questions that I will be asking guests in the future. So from here, I'm really excited to announce that my first two guests were my two best friends who I <laughs> begrudgingly and constantly ask them to create Twilight content with me. I... I'm that annoying Twilight friend I'm not even like afraid to admit it I I, I bugged them a lot about it and they so graciously agreed <laughs> to be on this podcast as my first guests so that I could see how having guests on the anchor app would work and it went phenomenal so I'm going to go ahead and play that sound bit for us thank you so much for listening this far and I hope you enjoy the interview next so now I'd like to introduce two of my very good close friends Jordan and Kate
0: (laughs) hi hi
1: so now we're going to get into a new segment that I would like to call crack open a cold one with Charlie and I will be drinking a not your father's root beer it has a 5.9% Alcohol volume, it's 12 ounces. I'm not gonna get any kind of buzz from this, but it's all in the good spirit of things. Kate, what I... are you drinking? <laughs> I've got a Seagram's Escape Jamaican Me Happy. It is three point two percent alcohol volume. So it's basically juice. Right, Jordan.
0: Okay. <laughs> and I have a rose from the Feet du Rose. Um, like literally its an entire bottle. I got nothing. It's just a bottle. Oh, it's twelve <laughs> percent alcohol. Oh girl, it's gonna be a fun. <laughs> uh,
1: I would really like to in the future figure out a way to somehow get the vitamin R, like the beer that Charlie drinks in Twilight. <laughs> um, but I've had it before and it's not its not good beer is <laughs> <beer's> not good <laughs> that be I, hate, fun. I hate beer <laughs> I hate beer beer's not a, it's just like it tastes like oat wheat water I mean it is <laughs> I mean essentially yes it's exactly what it is but it's just not good so what <laughs> does that say about Charlie and how sad he is
0: that he's the m- basic American man like it's not shocking
1: truly the all-american man
0: yeah well yeah okay the white american man
1: so now i want to go ahead and get into our interview questions um so i'll be interviewing kate first really? <laughs> my first interview question for you so this is basically just a rundown of like fast twilight information and like your background and how it kind of convenes with twilight okay. i know like jordan's not gonna convene at all
0: <laughs> you didn't know me
1: i do know you and that's how i know it's not it's just not gonna work but it's gonna be funny so let's go ahead and get into the questions <laughs> let's so get okay. into the gig Kate, hey, what was your introduction to the Twilight Saga? Um, when the books first came out, well, I guess it wasn't when they first came out. It was when they first started getting popular. I was in sixth grade, and I remember reading the first Twilight book in like sixth grade, and being like, oh, "The romance, the drama." And I read all the books like in succession fairly quickly. I liked them. I thought they were good. <laughs> I was, I was a fan. I never really was into the. Uh, movies. I've watched them all, seen them all. I can appreciate it for what it is. It's just not really for me. <laughs> okay, so how old were you at that point? Oh, jeez. I think I was 12. <laughs> oh, an iconic age. <laughs> but do we, child? Back back in the olden days before I even had the trauma of, like, having to shave my legs, we were a child still. <laughs> Truly, it was the golden days of our lives and we had no idea. <laughs> yes, um... The checkered plaid Bermuda short days. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay, so from that, because you didn't really vibe with the movies, what was your favorite book out of the four? Oh, I know you love New yeah, Moon. <laughs> I am not picking New Moon. Um, <laughs> I liked it, but I also. Liked it. I think probably just the first one. Like, I feel the same way about the movies. I think the first one is just classic, cringy, like, preteen nostalgia for me. But <laughs> that's the only way I can like it is kind of watch, like, damn, I really liked this when I was a kid. <laughs> like, a growth perspective. Yeah. Okay. Question, Kate. Uh, what is your favorite thing or things about Twilight? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um. <laughs> what do I like about Twilight? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> such a hard question. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It's like. The only reason I can find things that I like about it is because it really hits that spot for me of like 12, 13 year old Kate when she was very much into like werewolves and vampires and just like cringy, like love tricky stuff. And and 23-year-old Kate says that stuff is gross. So all I can think about is the nasty feeling I get, remembering that that was who I was. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of that addictive, like, wow, nasty (laughs) feeling. (laughs) It's called nostalgia, but okay. (laughs) Nasty. Nasty. Okay. So, that kind of, like, leads us right into our next question, which, what is your least favorite thing or things about Twilight? <laughs> Literally everything. <laughs> I, I hate the, like, oh, the stupid way that people write teen literature and make romance into this gross, like, I'm gonna die without you. I, as an adult, I'm like, I hate it. I think it's gross. <laughs> we get super unhealthy and i don't like the mental health aspect of it i feel like that's also sort of it's manipulative and over romanticizing i feel like they made her so bland and i hate that i feel like they should have gave her something more gave her sponge. i understand why they wrote her that way because then anybody who reads it can like feel immersed but also no <laughs> mostly that i don't like <laughs> Okay, so this is kind of off script, but how do you deal with your best friend being obsessed with and kind of, like, low-key, like, a very low-level, like, dirt-level amount of fame for Twilight and being obsessed with Twilight? It doesn't bother me. Like, I, like, I don't know. I feel like that's... you can't really judge anybody for the things they like. It's just the same as how you put up with the fact that I've, like, talked to you about the fact that I read Yowie, which is, like, <laughs> just equally, like, horrifying. So Yeah,
0: it just, truly like, is.
1: Like, <laughs> you are you, and that's great. And if it makes you happy and does good things for you, then I'll watch it and do podcasts where we talk about it. I don't care. Oh, that's so nice. now that I know how you feel about me goodbye no (laughs) later later next question I already know the answer to this question for you but it's have you ever visited Forks or the Pacific Northwest or would you ever attend the Forever Twilight and Forks Festival I will do most anything so yeah I would go but No, I've never been, much to the sadness of my soul. I want to go so bad, but no, I've never been up to that area. I want to take you so bad. I've been twice now with this freaking panoramic. (laughs) I would have already been like eight or nine times. I'd already be building a house. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that I can possibly get up there at the end of this year, like the beginning of next year, but I haven't. But I wanna see the big tweez. <laughs> big trees need <mean> safety. <laughs> this is a very easy one. Um if you answer incorrectly, I will immediately boot you from this podcast. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> uh, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Team Edward. Jacob, not good boy. <laughs> he <laughs> <laughs> next question. Um, who is your favorite character? If you have one? Mm, Alice. oh nice why is that uh one I just feel like her backstory is really good I feel like she was such an important part of the story and they I mean I know that they get that across kind of in the movies but in the books she's like top tier like top five most important characters (laughs) Like stuff would have never went down like it was supposed to without her like powers so I feel like she was just super important I thought she was a good character I feel like she was like really well balanced and the actress, I thought she was, like, little me, thought she was so freaking pretty. I don't know why I liked the, the hair that way, but I love her hair that way. Ashley <laughs> Green, she's iconic, and that, that Alice wig was beautiful. I, I had so many friends in middle school that got their hair, that asked their hairdressers at, like, super cuts to, to cut that. their hair like that, and it just looked like a mess, <laughs> Yeah, because it was a wig. It was a good wig. and It was perfect for the character. It's not practical for everyday use, but I just, I thought it was so fun and, like, wispy and, like, quirky, because she was kind of weird. Not like other girls. Exactly. That Twilight is full of women that are pegged as, like, like, not like other girls. Yeah, all of them. (laughs) Okay, well, that was my last question for you. Thank you for answering my questions. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. So now we'll be moving on to Jordan, where I will be asking the same questions, uh, receiving much different responses, because Jordan (laughs) is what I like to call the antithesis of a Twilight fan.
0: I don't understand that, but, I mean, (laughs) you know, I don't hate it. You
1: just would. You know, if it didn't exist your world wouldn't be altered. No,
0: no, it wouldn't at all. No.
1: Mine would be. I would I would go desolate.
0: Yes, yeah, I understand <laughs> that.
1: Okay, so Jordan, what was your introduction to the Twilight Saga?
0: That is a great question. I so I'm pretty sure I was in like early high school when it first came out. I think everyone was just reading it. So I went to, like, a little private school, and so, like, also, it was just, like, not a thing for us to care about. <laughs> um And I also had, like, other, like, so teen romances were not something I cared about at all in reading. So I was just like, okay, well, I've also heard that the writing in this book is horrible, and I'm, like, over here reading, like, the Iliad. So I'm like, this is stupid.
1: <laughs> like, I don't care. You cannot compare Stephanie Meyer to Homer. Yeah. Like, at so, all. Here's
0: the thing, like, I do, and that's why I'm disappointed. And <laughs> no, so I just, it was not on my radar. I never really cared. So I never uh, read the book. And then the movie started coming out, and I didn't really care either until <laughs> I saw, like, Taylor Lautner was in. I was like, oh my gosh. And I think I just watched them because other people were watching them. I do care about fantasy and I do care about like mythology and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, so they're semi interesting. But yeah, that's it. I think.
1: Okay. Um. So, y- have you read the books and watched the movies? <laughs>
0: um. So I've watched all of the movies. I've not read any of the books.
1: Oh my gosh. Not even the first one. No. Do you think that had something to do with the fact that the main character of Twilight was female-led? Was that, like, difficult for you to, like, put your mind into? Or have you read books that are female-led and haven't had no problem? Um, at?
0: as this is, well, I don't mean to say this as a stereotype, but as a gay male, I prefer a female-led character. So most of the books I read are about a female-led character, and so I don't, you know, that's not a problem at all. I just did not care about the books at all. <laughs>
1: Uh, How much money do I have to pay you to read Twilight?
0: Honestly, you just need to, like, I don't know, you need to put, like, better characters in it. <laughs> and then maybe, oh. maybe
1: I would. <laughs> so, Be right. I would 100% lend you one of my numerous copies of Twilight. I would give you the illustrated official companion that breaks down characters. Are in the book. It's kind of like a dictionary for all the characters, and it gives them all backstories.
0: No, I'm kidding. I will read it. Like it's really not that big of a deal.
1: (laughs) It's a huge deal.
0: (laughs) But but like for me, I mean.
1: (laughs) Well, that's. I'm writing that down. That's literally on my agenda of things to do. I'm gonna see you tomorrow, so
0: you know it's not.
1: (laughs) Easy read too. It's like I like to equate reading Twilight in terms of consuming literature. You know. Classics are kind of like your main course, your like full meal, mm-hmm. and Twilight is kind of like a snack, it's kind of like candy or chips, so it's not like you're not going into it to enter this like robust world building with these like really colorful characters. I don't like that. Like, well, I like to eat chips and candy, yeah. I don't <laughs> so,
0: so, okay,
1: well, let's get to the next question What? Is your favorite thing or things about Twilight?
0: So actually, I do. Well, now hold on. My favorite thing about Twilight. Well, I love the fantasy set, fantasy setting. I think it's interesting to also take fantasy and put it into a modern setting, and um, the idea of like you know, what would these fantastical characters or creatures do in our modern day when you can't really hide? That's a fun thing to think about um I don't think she did it well but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's um yeah so I think I mean I yeah I do enjoy I love fantasy in general so I love that it's a fantasy-esque thing
1: okay. um what is your least favorite thing and I'm limiting to you to one thing what is your least favorite thing <laughs> about Twilight
0: I love that it's a fantasy setting but I also feel like for what she chose it's just so boring like, the world of fantasy and mythology is so huge, and she chose the most basic creatures slash things to choose to create.
1: Oh, true. That's fair.
0: I mean, and it's not like, I'm not upset about just, you know, vampires, werewolves, but you could have added so much more to the story. Like She could have filled yes. out these books and movies, whatever, with so much more and so much side characters, too, or, like, backstory. Yes. I mean, build a fucking Emma. I don't
1: know. It just
0: just seems too simple to me.
1: I think you'll get more of that if you read the books, especially the illustrated companion. Totally. Um, Whereas you don't get, like, a huge taste of the characters in the book themselves. You kind of just get this, like, little bite-sized bit, and then if you go to the companion guide, it kind of gives you this more... It, like, kind of helps your black and white world become a little more colorful
0: okay that's totally fair but i do still stand on the whole hill of vampires and werewolves really
1: true like have we
0: not i mean i have to say this series is also one that has brought them to the forefront again but i still i'm like i'm just tired of them i'm like we really can't think of another creature to talk about and i know i'm only coming from the movie perspective but like also i hate the way the werewolves are portrayed um, and, and I yes. do not like these version of vampires. I Like, it's cool that they've got, like, powers and stuff. But, like, really? No. <laughs>
1: See, I think if you were, or when, because I'm going to make you read yeah. when you read the books, you'll understand that this, like, fantasy lore that you're wanting kind of isn't really like, the main basis of the story so for a while whenever I was going through my I hate twilight phase I was like
0: you had one of them were supposed
1: to sparkle I did okay <laughs> <laughs> um I'll get into that in one day but it was very short-lived and I realized I was just kind of adhering to societal norms Um, which was at the time to hate and make fun of Twilight Uh even though I immensely enjoyed it and I had several Team Edward posters all over my bedroom Um, (laughs) anyway um, what I I realized at that time when I was like really not a huge fan of it was I was making fun of aspects of the story that didn't really matter it's the romance of the story that really does it for me as an adult but but like
0: I get that, but again, I know I'm only coming from the movie perspective, so I'll read it and I'll find out about the romance more, but this romance is concerning to me.
1: Yes, there are definitely concerning aspects of it, but it's also, back to my relation, it is not- you're not- I, personally, I will never- base my real life relationship with my husband off of any type of fictitious work it's kind of just an escape so I can see that there are like harmful or they can be perceived as harmful narratives in Twilight but at the same time I'm cognizant enough to say you know this is fiction I'm not gonna expect my husband to like
0: break (laughs) into my window and watch me sleep
1: (laughs) okay okay, so okay. That's fair it, but
0: oh. you can definitely compartmentalize and definitely say that this is not reality writing for a perspective for young people and young people are the ones that love this series and most of the time most of the time they cannot separate fact from fiction i feel like we just like and we see something we love as young people and we want to incorporate it into our because we're trying to figure out who we are We see something that we love and we emulate it. But this is, I feel like this is something that's, again, this is not her fault only, author. Like, this is just culture. But I mean, I feel this is just something that could be slightly dangerous because it like pushes an idea about relationships that I don't think is healthy.
1: Right. And what's crazy about this is um, I had this conversation with one of my coworkers who is very anti Twilight. Um, when I asked her how she felt about video games that have like extreme violence in them, she was completely okay with them. And I was like, well, you do realize that those can have the same effects on people that fiction novels can have on people. (laughs) And it kind of like, it took her back and she was like, Oh, I guess I didn't Mm -hmm. like realize I didn't, I didn't think of it that way that, you know, everything that we consume kind of, it's not that the whatever we're consuming has a responsibility for us to kind of know what's fact right. and fiction. It falls upon us and our parents if we're underage um, to kind of learn and understand what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. Right. And I yeah. think because it's like feminine led and made for women that it kind of Twilight kind of gets the crap into the stick just because you know it's mainly consumed by right
0: and it's like it's not I don't know and I feel like when it's when we have things that are for a female audience it's like either super super strict and controlled or there's no control Mm -hmm. like those are like the only two options I'm like okay I mean I don't want to make that generalization about everything that's not true but I mean,
1: but there's a truth. Right? It's a trend. Yeah, there's definitely a trend with that.
0: Which, like, yeah, I'm. It sounds like I'm so anti. I'm really not that anti about these books, but it's like I've seen so many people who, yes, they love it, but they truly emulate aspects of dangerous parts of these relationships. And I don't mean just. And I don't mean just white This happens in like every book series that is geared towards young people.
1: Or and like, even yes. in, like, children's media, like, the first thing when I think of, like, a toxic relationship that's romanticized, I think of, like, Joker and Harley Quinn. Oh, they're yeah. Like, uh-huh. Right in your face. And, like, right now, it's super popular for people to, like, use those as references. And I think that that's kind of spooky. Well, yeah. Yeah, people are like, he's my Joker. I'm like, are you okay are you being abused? abused. Like, <laughs> he literally threw her out of a window.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so, like, you he hurt her so much.
1: Right, so I think you'd really enjoy the, like, current discourse within the Twilight community, at least the community that I'm a part of, um, because they, we're all, like, very aware of the problematic themes of Twilight, and, you know, we actively speak out against them, but, like, we don't, I don't know how, to, well, I guess it's more of, uh, you know, you love something so much that, you know, all of its flaws. Mm-hmm you're aware of it and you spread awareness of those flaws whereas back in like 2008 I was like I don't think it's creepy that Edward breaks into her window and watches her sleep I think it's romantic like that's not romantic I would 100% like beat someone to a pulp if they did that to me (laughs) now
0: okay thank god
1: (laughs) basically Jordan hates my life now (laughs) Um no, but the next question um is have you ever visited Forks or anywhere in the Pacific Northwest? Oh,
0: well, so I've never visited Forks. Um but I'm I lived in the Pacific Northwest for 10 to 11 years. Um so I lived in uh, Salem, Oregon for yeah, about 10 to 11 years. But I also have family in Seattle, so I was in between uh, Oregon, well, Salem, Portland, Seattle for about 10 to 11 years. So it's like my home away from home
1: now. I'm so jealous. Yep. <laughs> so, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? So,
0: here's the thing. Oh, no.
1: Um,
0: I don't like either of them. And there's no third option. So, I'm thinking it's just like cool. physical attraction alone. <laughs> so...
1: If you say team Jacob, okay, first of all, G. you cannot
0: boot me from this podcast, you could, but like, don't. <laughs> um, so here's the thing relationship wise, I'm team Edward, um, physically, I'm team Jacob, <laughs> <laughs> and like the physical part is like winning for the most part because <laughs> I would never have a relationship with either of these people. Right, so, okay. long story short, team Jacob, wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If I'm quiet, it's because I'm blocking Jordan on all social media <laughs> and from my phone.
0: <laughs> That's totally fair.
1: Okay, well, um, the next question is, who is your favorite character from None. the series?
0: Okay, Benjamin.
1: Oh! Because
0: he's got, like, he's the avatar, guys. <laughs> he's literally the avatar.
1: That's true. You know, he's technically invincible because he can control fire. <gasps>
0: oh, they can even burn him. Oh my right. gosh! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but they can cut off his head.
1: He pulled that out of pocket. He "But you have to like burn the pieces in order for them to truly die. So he can never like. You can separate his limbs and like have like an arm in Russia and a leg in South America. But like, he wow, won't they can die. bring him
0: back, like Osiris. Oh,
1: wow, baby. and he's Egyptian too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, connections." <laughs> Okay, well, that's what—that's my favorite character. And, I mean, I'd probably get more in the book for that, too, but...
1: That was a, that was a good answer. That, like, threw me through a loop. I thought you were going to be, like, none of them. <laughs> I know I was
0: Thank to. you. Um, I do care a little bit.
1: Okay. All right. You know, I said that I drank this entire root beer, and I was like, this is not even going to do anything. It's done something.
0: <laughs> also, that is another thing. I am definitely tipsy.
1: So, the next segment that I wanted to include you guys in was one that I kind of went over with us off of the podcast, but it's called What Would Charlie Do? Ooh, okay. So, essentially, I'm going to name off a slew of recent events in our real world that have happened, and I want each of your opinions on what you think Charlie Swan would do and or how he would react to the event. Like,
0: this is going to be a lot of guessing on my part, but...
1: I mean, it's not a wrong answer. I mean, there are wrong answers, but there's not a right answer.
0: <laughs> okay, thanks, Kate. That cleared it up.
1: <laughs> okay, so the first one that I want to get your reaction for, what we'll do is we'll have Jordan <laughs> first, and then Kate. Okay. So okay, I'm ready. The first world event is um, Trump being banned on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest. <laughs> um, I think he was banned on Grinder. for yeah, some reason. Yeah.
0: That was like, um, <laughs> I
1: don't even know first- if that's true. <laughs> I would. He was. So good. He was banned on essentially the, the internet. internet. I feel like. But how do you.
0: What he would say is. What's
1: Pinterest? <laughs> I don't even think he had an account.
0: Um,
1: Pinterest was just like, get out. Yeah,
0: either Charlie would say, What's Pinterest or What's Grinder? Um, <laughs> or, his, yeah, I think his response would be that. Or, um, I'm a little concerned about him because I really don't know how he would have voted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, so to kind of give you some information on that, my opinion is that, you know, based upon his reaction to his daughter kind of, you know, becoming a, like, ethereal (laughs) being and, like, her saying, like, if I tell you what it is, I have to leave and you'll never see me again, or you can just... We can just we can exist on a need to know basis. Charlie obviously knew that she was some lesbian. kind of like well <laughs> no <laughs> some kind of immortal, undying being. So he reacted to that really well. And the fact that the baby that they just randomly had is like aging super fast. He was All just right. okay with that. I definitely think he's liberal, like one hundred percent, because a conservative would not think mean, that. Well, I don't <laughs> think all.
0: that's a hundred percent true, because I mean, you can still love can be loved from conservative people as well, because there are still no, there yeah, are still stop. conservative people that are pro gay and everything too.
1: I know, but just as like a basic, like a baseline for handling I, a generalization yeah, crazy saying, crazy but... changes i definitely am here to say it today <laughs> on this podcast that charlie swan is a liberal and he voted okay. blue he voted for bernie in the primaries he's that wow no wow. okay <laughs> he's a real liberal. like
0: i'm definitely leaning that way as well so i do think that he probably doesn't know what pinterest is or even grinder and I think that the problem is he's gonna find he's gonna go get a grinder to find out what it is, and he's gonna be really scared. Know. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I just don't think he even knows what half of those things are, but he's like about time. <laughs> it's about time the president got kicked off. That's it. <laughs>
1: Okay, Kate, what do you think Charlie would do? Yeah, I was gonna say his response would be to promptly get a Twitter, and he was like, now that he's not here, I'm down to party. Let's get with the cool kids. What do you think his first tweet would be? Oh, God. I feel like he would tweet a really bad dad selfie of him, like, drinking a beer.
0: (laughs) A tweet, though? It
1: would be like, God bless America. (laughs) Hashtag Biden. Oh, my God. Hashtag fuck Trump. (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to be in my brain. So that's the answer. Okay, <laughs> good answer, good answer. Alright. So the next piece of news um, that I'll have you react to. So what do you think Charlie? or how do you think Charlie would react to the GameStop stocks slash Robin Robinhood? fiasco that's recently gone on with, like, the downfall of hedge managers and all the little
0: guys. So he's probably going to be behind the common person getting money instead of, like, the hedge fund. (laughs) Like, so I, but I just don't, I honestly don't think he even cares. A big enough deal to him to even be aware.
1: He has an investments guy.
0: I don't, I mean, like I think he'll be like, yeah, I get it. But also just, like, that's it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm with Jordan. I think it's very much just like, yeah, stick it to the man. (laughs) Kate, what is your... I have have so many different news sources, but some just aren't... Like, they're important, but again, I don't think a man living in the far northwest corner of the United States is going to care. Correct. (sighs) He's not gonna care that Jeffree Star and Kanye West might have had an affair. What he would say is who are they? Who's Jafar Star?
0: He's like who is she? (laughs) (laughs) I mean like (laughs) a lot of people think that too.
1: We can move on to my (laughs) next segment. Um uh like to call um in Twilight Week.
0: so um
1: this one's actually not in Twilight. It's a new moon okay. Um it's towards the end when Bella and Alice have flown to Volterra to prevent Edward from offing himself because he thinks Bella is dead like, Really <laughs> Yeah, really. that's really what happens. My favorite <laughs> book and movie, but anyway, so, they're in Volterra. They are in front of the Volturi, which is comprised of Aro, Caius, and Marcus. And at this point, one of the members of the Volturi Guard, her name is Jane. She has the power to inflict Jane. Yes, on other people? Yeah, Dakota. Dakota Fanning. Yeah, I was going to say Dakota. So, um... He instructs Jane to go ahead and, like, try to make Bella feel pain. And she can't. Bella doesn't feel it. Bella, no thoughts, head empty, just said, I don't feel anything. (laughs) And um, this is the exact line. Aro laughed. Ha ha ha. He giggled. (laughs) You're lying. You're lying. That's it. He he laughed three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that quote tattooed on me somewhere. He laughed, ha ha ha. He giggled. That's so redundant and completely unnecessary. So I'm You're back to my
0: point where I said this is not good writing.
1: Claimed it to I be good need,
0: writing. <laughs> I, mm, okay, I don't need you to claim that, but I'm just going to say again to anyone listening: this is not good writing.
1: I kind of love
0: it. And the fact that you do, it means it's for comedic effect, which is not even what she intended.
1: It's (laughs) so good.
0: That is funny, but...
1: (laughs) And my second one... (laughs) There's just... So I'm going to read this with... The way that she used commas makes it really interesting. So... It's dialogue from Bella. Stop, I shrieked, my voice echoing in the silence, jumping forward to pull myself between them. It's
0: first-person perspective.
1: From Bella's point of view. Yeah, it is. And it's painful. (laughs) (laughs) What Stephanie Meyer did here, it's Bella is doing so many different things Through the use of adjectives and verbs. She's shrieking, her voice is echoing in silence. She's jumping forward to push herself in between Edward and Jacob. Like there's so many things happening at once. She's a superhero. Like there's no Wait, way a normal person can do in all of silence? those things. At once. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so I mean I understand like you could just like open your mouth and not scream, but like, what?
1: <laughs> I love it. Also this. Which I like to call a violation of verb tense. (laughs) I couldn't decide if his face was beautiful or or not. I suppose the features were perfect. It's like, so so girlfriend? If the features are perfect, they're probably beautiful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. I
1: hate it. It's something. It's so something.
0: Yeah, it's something.
1: I also have one from my personal antichrist, E.L. James, author of (laughs) The Shades of (laughs) Grey. Okay, go off. Um, Only because I'm not a fan of E.L. James, because, as we all know, Fifty Shades is a Twilight fan fiction, and it is- these books are the reason we didn't get Midnight Sun, like, ten years ago. Anyway, Mm -hmm. okay is warm and husky like dark melted chocolate fudge caramel or something. Or something. You went through all of that to describe it and then be like, you know, whatever. You know, just commit to it. You have to commit to it. Or
0: something. It's so specific to nothing. Like, really?
1: (laughs) It's like, you know, this definitely reminds me of that time last Monday when we had coffee and you said XYZ or something. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you can't follow up a really crappy description of something with, like, or, yeah. Or basically just ending with this super horrible explanation, then just giving yourself an out. To be like, I didn't mean that. And then here are some just fast ones that I think are just really a treasure to humanity. Some oh. Fifty Shades. Okay, so, you know, Twilight is bad.
0: Oh, no, it is a literal... No, it is a travesty. Oh it gets my gears going.
1: Feel the color in my cheeks rising again. I must be the color of the communist manifesto. Oh Sweet God.
0: Lord Jesus.
1: <laughs> or another favorite. His eyebrows widened. They widened. Okay
0: guys, like first of, <laughs> of all, just because you don't have like the talent of some people like me, um, I can do that too.
1: Description. It is.
0: I don't know what that emotion is, so that's not really helpful.
1: Um, you would go with raised. You would say some of their eyebrows were raised in shock. Not wide. Widened.
0: Um yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to
0: defend nothing.
1: Yes, you know. To provide people with, you know, a perspective that you know, Twilight might not be super great, but there's always worse oh, yeah. <laughs> literature out there.
0: Not even those worse; oh, it's can... dangerous.
1: Truly, my eyebrows widened.
0: That's the most dangerous thing about <laughs>
1: also, it. Of the Communist Manifesto, not healthy. That's not good for See you, doctor. That's a deep red. <laughs> Like, you've probably <laughs> severely got like overheating problems, it's bad. Okay, well, thus concludes um, the very first episode of Charlie Swan's Angels podcast. I'd like to thank both of you for being my very first guests.
0: Uh, you're welcome, yeah.
1: I also know that I should not drink an entire Root beer. <laughs> oh well, I have guests that I don't know personally on because they will not understand my tone.
0: <laughs> I think it's authentic though.
1: Yeah, and to have people who are like huge fans. We can we can be gigantic fans together and actually like, geek out on things. I think it's gonna be really interesting as far as like conversations mm-hmm. go. Do I tell you? The crazy places I end up in my Instagram DMs with some of my internet friends, it's like a wild ride. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm actually interested in hearing this.
1: Yeah, listen to it. I think it'll be fun. We can go ahead and sign off. So, thank you both again for participating in my shenanigans. But, like, also, though, if you
0: did like us, like, check out our podcast
1: to say we actually do record a podcast called missing pieces podcast and pieces is spelled p-e-a-c-e instead of <laughs> the other way that pieces spell <laughs> that i can't think of right now yeah, well i's and the e's and the c's like every time i spell your last name kate i do it wrong so, <laughs> oh my God. so um check that out um Kate and Jordan's social media Instagram handle in the description box, so go give them a follow. I never post, but you can um, please drink responsibly if you're of age. I'm here...